out there in TV land. I'm Alyssa, and this is When TV Was Great Podcast, where I recap shows from I Love Lucy to Breaking Bad and everything in between. Come join me and reminisce about When TV Was Great. Hey, everyone. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for being patient with me. <laughs> um, I just got over a cough. It's um, I still kind of have it. So if I cough, I apologize in advance. Ever since I got COVID, I just keep getting this cough like maybe every six months or so. A pack clears it right up, but it does take a while. I'm telling you guys, COVID really does have these lasting effects that just do not ever go away. So that's great. Um, today I'm going to be reviewing uh, something very near and dear to my heart. It goes back uh, 31 years, guys. Beverly Hills 90210 Season 3 Episode 1, Misery Loves Company. Air date was July 15th, 1992. So I had just graduated from junior high when this aired. And this is also the summer, you guys, that Melrose Place first aired. Now, Melrose Place wasn't so great in the first season, but it really started kicking ass in the second season. And I'll probably do a few episodes of Melrose. I don't think I've done one yet. No, I don't think I have. So... Before we get into the show, which is so good, and, you know, I decided to do some summer episodes. I, I'm doing this one, and then I think I'm going to do, it's not really a summer episode, but it's a beach episode, uh, The Sopranos Whitecaps, because that's a really good episode. Um, a little heavy on the drama there. This is a little more, you know, lighter. Um, before I get into this episode, um, I just want to go over the music and the movies, because they are both fire. Like, seriously. So, we're looking at July 11th, 1992. We'll start with music. Oh my gosh. Just just brings me back, you guys. I don't know if you're, like, nostalgic like me. I mean, this is the whole reason I have a podcast. I'm nostalgic. But, man, every song just... I mean, think about it. It's the summertime. You're not doing shit. You're not going to school. I think I stayed home all summer. Because I we were old enough to take care of ourselves at that point. My brother and I. So we just listened to a lot of the radio and we watched a lot of TV. Uh, This is played Sega Genesis. That's when we had our Sega Genesis. Um, So number one, Baby Got Back, Sir Mix-A-Lot. One of the stupidest songs ever, but gosh, isn't it catchy? (laughs) Number two, I'll Be There, Mariah Carey, the cover of the Jackson 5 song, which is so much better than this Mariah Carey crap. Number three, Under the Bridge, Red Hot Chili Peppers. I love that song. I know people that are like, I hate that song so much. Um, number four, Celine Dion, If You Asked Me To. I did not know that was that old. I was thinking like Celine Dion didn't really get a comeback and I don't know. When did she come? I come back. I mean, a, a start, <laughs> I guess is the right word. Number five, Damn Wish I Was Your Lover, Sophie B. Hawkins. One hit wonder, but this song was awesome. And... It comes into play in a few more episodes of the show, the season. You guys all remember the scene I'm talking about if you're a 90210 fan. Number six, Achy Breaky Heart, Billy Ray Cyrus. Oh my god. I remember during this time, uh, speaking of country music, Garth Brooks, Rope in the Wind, 
was like always playing in my mom's car and not the cd <laughs> the cassette tape but yeah it was always playing in my mom's car she loved garth brooks we would listen to him all the time thunder rose yeah that whole album i'm just adding it he's not on this list but i'm adding him because he was a big part of 1992 as well uh number seven jump crisscross god what happened to those guys number eight tennessee arrested development that's a great song arrested development was good they were really good. Number nine, My Lovin', You're Never Gonna Get It in Vogue. Yes. One of my favorite songs still to this day. It's still on my playlist. Number 10, Wishing on a Star Cover Girls. I remember that song too. Okay, the movies are even more fire. Number one, A League of Their Own. Release date was July 1st. That movie was so good. It's still so good. Uh, number two, Boomerang. Do you guys remember Boomerang? It was with Eddie Murphy, and he's like a total player. It had a really good soundtrack. Uh, number three, Batman Returns, which I have not seen. I like the Batman movies. I have not seen this one. Number four, another great one, Sister Act. Oh, my gosh. I saw all these movies in theaters, but Sister Act was good. I cannot stand Whoopi Goldberg, but I loved this movie. Number five, Unlawful Entry. I think think that's with Kurt Russell. I can't remember who's in that one. Uh, number six, Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. Another movie I saw in theaters. I had to take the kid I was babysitting to that. That movie was terrible. Number seven, Universal Soldier. No idea who's in that. Number eight, House Sitter. Is that the one with Steve Martin and Goldie Hawn? Number nine, Mo Money. Is that with Damon Wayans? And number 10, Patriot Games. That's Harrison Ford. Great movies. I mean, we're, we're in the middle of the summer here. Summer blockbuster movies. I mean, perfect summer blockbuster movie, Batman, you know? League of Their Own was a, a summer blockbuster, too. That made so much money. It, it totaled $107 million. That's insane. $107 million. Uh, that's total gross. You know, I don't, don't even ask me what gross is and total gross and gross. I have no idea. Um, but I remember it was in theaters for a very long time. And I remember uh, being, s loving Rosie O'Donnell in that movie. And I can't stand her now. <laughs> Anyways, that's a whole other topic. So we're going to go ahead and get into this episode. Um, I don't have any guests with me today. It's just me, just Alyssa. That's all you get. I apologize for not... Um, uh, gosh, um, you know, I, I always, I feel like I do this at every podcast, but I, I apologize for not being consistent, but I do have a four-year-old who takes up all of my time. I mean, it is hard and I can't record with him at home because he's super loud and he has to be around me at all times. So I have to do it when he's gone. So right now he's in bed. So perfect time to do this. Okay. Um, Oh, before I get into this, um, I'm going to talk about some of the things I've watched because I really want to talk about some stuff. Okay. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think what I talked about last time. Okay, so since I last talked to you guys, I will recommend The Curse, well, not The Curse, The Curious Case of Natalia Grace on, it's on, H it's on Max, but it's, I think it originally aired on the ID channel. It's really good. I'm not gonna give any spoilers. Uh, ooh, boy, I I will tell you that it is as crazy 
as, as crazy as the Tiger King. And that's pretty crazy. Uh, so definitely watch that. I am so into documentaries, you guys. Like, I, I will watch any documentary. I'll watch a documentary on Wall Street or something. Something, like, really boring. Because I just like to... I don't know. I just love documentaries. Um, I don't like the ones that are, like, reenacted. Those are really stupid. But... And this one does have some stupid reenactments. Uh, but it's so good. Um, what else have I watched? I watched Super Mario Brothers. I did not care for it. And I was so bummed because this is like my childhood, Super Mario Brothers. I, I guess they just didn't, I guess I was just expecting more. I guess is the best way to say it. Um, it was cute, like seeing the different little characters from the games come out. But it just fell short for me. Um, what else have I seen? Gosh. That's about it. Um, yeah, that's about it. I, like I said, I have a four-year-old who does, never lets me watch TV. Um, I'm also really into this, this, uh, this video game I've been playing, so haven't really, haven't really been doing a lot of, a lot of, uh, productive stuff lately. But I, I wanted to get a podcast out because it's a, fourth of july weekend it's a long weekend and it's the summer baby it's a summer it's hot it was 103 today and i just want to go back to 1992 with this first episode of season three it was just so perfect just so everything you know i don't know how to describe it but um let's go ahead and get started and I told you this season three, episode one. Yes. And this is July 15th, 1992. Oh, Steve. I've been looking for you. Hey, Miss Teasley, what's going on? Well, I think we have a little problem here. What? I just got your grades and it doesn't look too good. I'm sorry, Steve, but I'm afraid we're going to have to hold you back. What? There's nothing I can do. You failed every course. I did? But that's impossible. I passed all my finals. Didn't I? Look, it won't be so bad, Steve. You'll just repeat junior year and besides... We love you here at West Beverly. No, no, I'm telling you, Brandon, my heart was pounding. I broke out into a cold sweat. My eyes were Steve, twitching. Steve, relax. It's only a dream. Yeah, but it was so real. Could you imagine being a junior again? Well, we're not. We made it. We're going to be seniors. <laughs> okay, so much to unpack here. This is the beginning of the episode, and Steve, of course, is having a bad dream. They have a lot of dream episodes involving school, don't they? Remember Brandon? Uh, anyways, <laughs> the music is so early 90s. It's actually it kind of sounds like late 80s. It sounds like a like music from a like a, a after-school special or something. I don't know. Remember after-school specials? Of course you don't. You're not as old as me, right? No, you guys are as old as me. I'm as old as dirt. But anyways, <laughs> uh, 
Steve's hair is the mullety mullet, mo- most mullety mullet I've ever seen. Like, it is like long. Mrs. Teasley, or is it Miss Teasley? I don't remember. She has the biggest shoulder pads I've ever seen. Love her though. I love Miss Teasley. And it's really funny. Uh, this dream is kind of like uh, a little bit of foreshadowing. Um, Steve never gets like hoiled back from school, but he does get in trouble, as we all know in season three. The legacy key. Uh, I won't be doing that episode because honestly, guys, I am not a fan of season three. I think season three was probably the worst one of the first five seasons. Season one was good. Season two was bet the best. T- season three, eh. Season four, back to good. You know what I mean? Season five was probably my favorite. But uh, anyways, <laughs> I digress. So it, it's a little foreshadowing because Steve, you know, he always gets in trouble. Uh, then we go to the peach pit, of course. Brandon is serving him french fries. And Brandon has, like, the biggest pompadour, is that what it's called? Where his hair's way up. And the funniest thing about this, if you're a true 90210 fan like me, you'll know the line, can you imagine being juniors again? It's a funny line because they were juniors again because when the show first started, they were juniors. Then, and that was season one, then season two came, they were juniors again. Now they're seniors, so they all got held back. Anyways, I I just thought that was really funny. I don't know if that's like a joke that the writers did, you know. It was just kind of funny. Uh, so, Brandon's back at the Peach Pit. Um, oh, let's do a little recap of, of uh, something really quick because we're about to go into Brenda and Dylan. Okay, the episode before this is called wedding bell blues or something like that and that's where kelly's mom gets married to david's dad and the episode before that was where brenda and dylan sneak off to baja so basically brenda gets permission to go to baja with dylan and then she blows it by missing her curfew and she throws a big fit and sneaks out and has kelly cover for her but the stupid idiot that she is, I love Brenda, but she's an idiot. She went down there with no ID and no pa- no birth certificate, nothing. Because do you guys remember the episode before that, or maybe two, two episodes before that, she got robbed at the peach pit. So everything got, her purse got stolen. So her license got stolen. I get it. I get it, girl. But you do not go to a foreign country without some kind of documentation. You just don't. So what happened was they had to call her parents because she's under 18. So she got busted and Jim pretty much forbade, is that even a word, forbade Dylan and Brenda to see each other because they were getting too serious. So the very last episode of season two, Dylan throws a big fit, throws a bottle of wine or whatever the hell it was, tells Jim to stay away from my money. And, uh, because, you know, he, he always considered Jim like a father and he's just kind of just felt really hurt that he shut him out and Dylan speeds off in his Porsche like a bat out of hell. And that's the end of season two. And Brenda's sitting there crying. 
And so that's where we leave it. And we don't really know what happens with them because, I mean, that's probably like two months ago at this point. Two months ago. Because Jim makes a, a, Jim says something later about, you've been sulking for two months. So yeah, about two months ago. We don't know what's going on with them until, you know, and until later in the episode here. So uh, after that scene, we get the intro, and then we we cut to the Walsh house, and uh, Kelly and Donna are there to pick up Brenda, and <laughs> I mean it's like sundresses galore here. Uh, that was such a big thing, sundresses and boots like Doc Martens was such a big thing in the nineties. Brenda comes down. Well, first of all, they're like, how's Brenda? And they're like, oh, she's just still upset, you know, still depressed. I can't get her out of this funk. And this has been two months, you guys. She is still acting like this two months later. Uh, Brenda comes down and looks gorgeous. This is like the best she has ever looked. Her hair's like long. I've always loved Shannon Doherty's hair. Always. But it's like long and uh, kind of got some highlights in there. And she just looks gorgeous. Like she's wearing a cute little dress. She's a, she's gorgeous. Love her. So uh, Jim's, Jim's like, where are you guys going? And I'm like, oh, we're just going to go to the beach. No, no, I'm sorry, not the beach. Um, we're going to shopping. We're going to do some shopping. And Jim gives... Brenda his credit card and says here you know go have some fun on me I know you think I've been an ogre the last couple months you know let me let me make it up to you and Brenda just is like okay thanks fine daddy you don't have to but okay fine you know I mean who doesn't reject the father's credit card when they give it to you so they leave and then we get this next scene Thanks, guys, you're lifesavers. You can't keep doing this the whole summer, you know. I mean, you should have heard your parents. They're really worried about you. Yeah, your dad even went for his credit card. He never does that. Mm. Well, what do you suggest? I join a convent? <laughs> oh, there's Dylan. Oh. All right, how do I look? Like a lying, sneaking, conniving? Thanks, Kelly. I'll be eternally grateful. All right, bye. 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 Good. <laughs> And you were one to talk. You have been sneaking around with Jay for weeks. And I have to cover for both of you. That must be nuts. <laughs> well, you'll be off the hook soon enough. Brenda's going to have to figure something else out while we're in Europe. Brenda, be back here at 6 sharp. I will. Personally, I cannot wait to get on that plane to Paris. Get away from Brenda and Dylan and Mel and Jackie and the baby much to unpack in this okay so much okay so brenda obviously has been sneaking around with dylan kelly and donna have been covering for her you know brenda doesn't even have her license or maybe she does have her license but she just i don't know i don't know she doesn't she doesn't i don't know i don't i guess she doesn't have a car i have no idea does she have a license she got her license in season two yeah she she got her license but she doesn't have a car yet. I think she just shares Brandon's car. Anyways, whatever. It, it doesn't matter. But she's been sneaking around. And they've been covering for her and taking her places. And like p- taking her and, dro- and picking her up. And <laughs> uh, 
you know, it's, it's funny because you're like, did she, has she really, you know, you, you think to yourself before this scene, has she, has she really gone two months without seeing Dylan? No way. Who could go two months without seeing Dylan? It's freaking hot, right? I mean, come on. I don't blame her. But, um, you know, once Brenda gets in the car, like the shit talking starts. That's the funniest part of this. She's like, I can't wait to get away from Brenda and Dylan and Jackie and the baby. Oh, and the other thing I was going to mention, they talk about Jake. Jake was on Melrose Place. When Melrose Place first aired, Kelly and Donna and... Is it David? Kelly, Donna, and one of the guys, either David or Steve, I can't remember who, uh, was on Melrose Place. They had like cameos, on, kind of like a cameo thing. And Kelly, we met Jake in uh, the wedding episode. and Or maybe, maybe, I don't know. I don't remember when it was exactly. I, it might have been like a couple. Yeah, cause, because Dylan ran into Jake at the beach when they were surfing, when she was trying to teach Brenda how to surf because they're going to Baja. And then Kelly hired Jake to paint like a gazebo for the wedding for Jackie. So that's how he came into play. And then, of course, they cross over to Melrose Place during the summer, you know, to get the viewers. Because Melrose Place is a spinoff of 90210. Anyways, that's who Jake is. (laughs) We never see him on this show again. Um it's just funny how Kelly just, just like, get away from Brenda and Dallin and Jackie. Oh, Kelly. She's such a bitch. So Donna and Kelly are talking, and we find out that they're supposed to go to France. Paris, France, to do a, uh, like a, what are they called? Foreign exchange student kind of thing. Like, spend a summer in Paris for school or whatever. So we, we heard, we learned that they're going and Donna's like, you know, I don't think I'm going to go. I'm chickening out basically. Um, I don't want to go because my parents are fighting. And if I leave, like it might get worse. And I'm like, okay. So, and why are the parents fighting? Because Donna's mom cheated on her dad and Donna literally caught her like red handed. Uh, in the Color Me Bad episode, which I'll never do because honestly, like, <laughs> it's, it's so edited. It's like, it's, it's just, I, it makes me mad. Some of these episodes, like, it's so edited. The music is out and it's just not great. So, um, and honestly, that episode is just, it, it is not great. It's not a good one. There's much better episodes in season two that I could do. But anyways, I digress again. So, you know, so we learned that they're going and Kelly is excited to go. She wants to get away from this crap, you know. Donna doesn't want to go. She doesn't want to leave David, her new boyfriend. So, you know, there's, uh, they, they give us this right away in the beginning um, that, you know, that they're going to leave and then Brenda's going to have to figure something out. They're, she's going to have to figure out how to, how to sneak around. I mean, that, that, that's a problem. So then we're at the peach pit again. Brandon gets his final paycheck because he's going to go work at the beach club because that's what he did last summer. So he's going to go do it again. And the Beverly Hills Beach Club, which is so funny because there is no Beverly Hills Beach Club. There's no beach in Beverly Hills. I don't even know why it's called Beverly Hills Beach Club. I think it was filmed in Malibu. 
but they just call it the Beverly Hills Beach Club. I don't know. And it's funny because on the 90210MG podcast, which is hosted by um, Jenny Garth and Tori Spelling, they talk about this. They're like, where is this beach? I don't remember. And they're like, there was no beach. Like, it was like, it, they couldn't remember where it was filmed. And they're like, there's no beach in Beverly Hills. Is there? I'm like, these guys are freaking idiots. But yeah, there's no beach in Beverly Hills, guys. It was just called Beverly Hills Beach Club. And it's the same beach, the same set that Say by the Bell used when they, I think it was called Malibu Sands Beach Club. Now that makes more sense. But Beverly Hills Beach Club just doesn't make any sense. Anyways. Uh, um, gosh, I lost my train of thought. Um, 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 um. So Brandon and Steve. So Steve gets a look at Brandon's paycheck because it's like real low. And Steve's like, that's pathetic. And Brandon bets him that he can't get and keep a job for a week. It's a good bet. I think that's, I think Brandon's going to win that one because Steve's never worked a day in his life. So let's see how that goes. I'm going to see your father tomorrow, Brandon. Why? Because I want a new trustee for my money. Dylan, come on. Don't rock the boat. I mean, things are going great. What? This is great? You enjoying this, Brad? Sneaking around? What are you going to do when Don and Kelly go to France? I don't know. I'll tell them that I'm going to a movie or going for a walk or something. I'll handle it. You can't even mention my name in your house. I don't really think it's in my best interest for your father to have any control over my life. You know, I used to think it was special. The way that my dad was looking out for you. It seemed like it made you a part of the family. Well, he's made it very clear that I'm not part of the family. I never will be. I sure wish we were going to Paris. Nah, I used to go to Europe every summer when I was a little kid. You went to Europe every summer? We went to Lake Minnetonka. Well, my dad was kind of a high roller back then, you know? So we go everywhere first class. Big hotels, limousines. A limousine would come and take us out into the country, and we'd have picnics just like this. It was great. So in that last scene, uh, Brenda and Dylan are having a picnic on the beach, and I see, like, grapes and cheese. It's like a charcuterie situation over here. And uh, he's drinking a mineral water. God, mineral water was such a big thing in the 90s. Oh, my dad loved mineral water. It's like a, um, what was it called? Calistoga? can't remember what the one he used to drink was. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Anyways, um, it's a cute little scene, you know. And, <laughs> I mean, you can see that they absolutely love each other. And, you know, season three, you guys all know what happens. He gets with Kelly you know, and, and she gets with Reek in Paris, but, like, this is the, the most in love I've ever seen them, honestly, it's just, it's really sweet, so, um, you know, they're just, I don't know, it's, it's just, uh, very romantic, I guess, and then, uh, then we get this next scene, so, Brandon, uh, goes and talks to Henry, who is the owner of the Beverly Hills Beach Club, 
And of course, Henry's watching his soap opera. I think it's Young and the Restless. He's like, Brandon, how many times do I have to tell you, never interrupt me during Young and the Restless. And Brandon's shirt is rolled up. His sleeves are rolled up all the way to the armpits. Do you guys remember that style? Oh my gosh. Some of the stuff, like, I can't even believe we did this. <laughs> um, anyways, they take a walk and Henry tells him, you know, that, and this, you guys remember, this is uh, 1992, right after the riots in L.A., the Rodney King verdict. I remember that so well. I uh, I remember this so well, you guys. So I have to tell a story. Sorry, I don't mean to yawn. So I was in junior high. I was in eighth grade. And we, uh, no, I'm sorry. I was in, I was in uh, seventh grade. And we decided uh, to have some kind of walkout because of the Rodney King verdict. I mean, we're like 12 and 13-year-olds here, you know. Like, like, we know what the hell we're talking about. And, of course, I followed the le- I, I followed everybody because I, you know, I'm like, oh, I don't want to be left out. I didn't know who Rodney King was. I had no idea what this was all about. I just knew. I just kept turning racist and, um, you know, verdict. <laughs> like 13 years old here I'm not I'm not hip to what's going on I don't watch the news there was no internet back then I mean there might have been but it wasn't like it is now you know so everybody who walked out got in trouble and my dad had to come pick me up and he was so pissed at me because he said do you even know what you walked out for and I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't. So we had a long talk. And um, and it was awful what happened. And I mean, the, the worst, the worst thing was what happened to Reginald Denny. Oh, my God. Have you, oof, If you guys have seen that video where he gets bashed in the head with like a tire iron. He literally is like left for dead. Like this guy, I can't even believe he survived. I think he actually was, I think he got paralyzed. If I'm thinking right, I might be wrong on this, but, and it was, he was just a truck driver trying to get through his shift and he was on the wrong side, part of town at the wrong time. Because what happened, if anybody remembers this, Rodney King was found, or sorry, he, it wasn't Rodney King, it was, it was Rodney King, yes, but it was the officers that beat Rodney King. They were found not guilty or they were acquitted or something. So everybody freaked the fuck out and they started burning and looting. And it was all in South Central LA. Like, um, oh gosh, Slauson Avenue, Florence and Normandy. I remember all these names from the news. Because uh, we watched it. We watched it that night because it was like, whoa, you know, big, big news, big stuff going on there. Anyways, Henry, sorry, I, I just had to, I, I have to tell my stories because I just, I'm just nostalgic, you know what I mean? So Henry says to Brandon that he had a, like a sporting goods store in, in Culver City and it was burned by the riot, by the looters and the rioters. Um, well, okay, a, a similar, a similar situation if you weren't alive in Rodney King time, uh, 1992, George Floyd. Same deal. Um, nobody died with Rodney King, 
you know, Rodney King was, he didn't die and neither did Reginald Denny, but it's the same thing. Riots and looting. Anyways, uh, so Henry, he, he said he wasn't even going to come planning, wasn't even planning to come back to the beach club because he was doing so good with his business and then it burned down. So, you know, they live in LA. They have to bring up the riots. They have to have some kind of, you know, mention of it. Like, like, you know, of course they do. So they're in the middle of their conversation and then Henry's like, Brandon, they're not your sister over there. And Brandon's like, what the fuck? Because he had no idea what was going on. So he goes up and says, well, if it isn't Romeo and Juliet, which is kind of funny, actually. And uh, basically, you know, he's like, I thought you were going shopping with Kelly and Donna. She's like, oh, change of plans. And then she's like, well, you're not my warden, Brandon. And he's like, yeah, you're right, but I'm not going to be your accomplice either. So, you know, he's acting all high and mighty like he always is. He's such a jerk. Anyways, Dylan goes up to him and says, this wouldn't be happening if your dad, you know, if, if your dad would stop treat, what is it? this wouldn't be happening, you know, if your dad wasn't treating me like I was some kind of pariah, pariah, uh, yeah, so he's like, dude, Dylan, you know, this has nothing, don't get me involved, you know, this is my dad, it has nothing to do with, with me, and, you know, I'm not judging you, this is just what he said, you know, so, He's like, well, you know, you're taking their little girl away. It scares them. I mean, I, I get it, I guess. I mean, he probably, Jim probably thought that since Dylan was able to get Brenda down to a foreign country, that, you know, he could take her, marry her, or, you know, run off with her. I get it. I get it. I'm a parent. I get it. So, um, but the way Dylan handled it was just so bad. Because in the very last episode of season two, Jim tries to make peace with Dylan at the very end. And Dylan throws a big hissy fit like he always does, you know, and he made it just a hundred times worse. So, I mean, it almost looked like Jim was going to let them, you know, let him back in. But Dylan screwed it up. So, you know, we're, Dylan's getting kind of like, you know, I, I don't, he doesn't like to sneak in around and he, I mean, think about this. You've been sneaking around with your girlfriend for two months. Like she probably doesn't get to come over to his house. She probably can only meet him like in like, I mean, maybe she goes to his house. I don't, I don't, I don't know. But I mean, it's kind of like when, when is, when is this going to be over? You know, how long is this going to go on? So, did you find any cute bathing suits, honey? What? You went bikini shopping, remember? Yes, I remember, Brandon, and no, I didn't buy anything. Hey, don't bark at me. Guys. Sorry, Dad, I'm not in a very good mood. Oh, really? I wonder why. Why don't you just shut up, Brandon? Brenda? Sorry. You know, you've been moping around here for weeks now. Don't you think it's about time you snapped out of it? No. Not if I can't see Dylan. That's a closed book, Brenda. Whatever you say, Dad. <laughs> I just love that scene. Brenda's being such a... Like a... 
annoying brother. Oh my god, hilarious. Uh, so, you know, he's he's loving this. He's loving that she's getting caught in lies, you know. And Brenda is just being so dramatic. Don't you think it's time you stop moping around? No, not unless you let me see Dylan. Come on. You know, maybe just... It's so stupid. I, I I don't know what she's expecting to get out of this. It's just kind of like when we were kids, you know, when we were teenagers and we wanted something and that we weren't going to get. Our parents were like, nope. And you would just sort of like throw in a fit about it. She's just such a big baby. But, um, you know, it's a closed book. That's just, it sucks. But that's just what it is, Brenda. You just got to deal. You just got to, you know, accept it, man. You've fucked up you really did and then he fucked up so both you guys are in the wrong <laughs> then we get a scene at the beach but donna and david remember they're together now i think they got together in the christmas episode i can't remember but um sometime around then <laughs> um so they're they're there having dinner Donna's freaking out because her passport picture sucks. God, I don't know anybody that has a good passport picture. Like, seriously. They have so many damn rules. Like, you have to, like, wear certain things. And it's just Donna. You, you can't, like, you can't even, I don't think you can even smile, right? I think you have to, like, have a straight face. I don't know. I, I, it's been a while since I got a passport. Um, but she's, just, she's trying to make up any excuse not to go on this trip. Like, she's freaking out. And... David's like, yeah, you gotta go, you know, it's already paid for or whatever. <laughs> and then they find, uh, they find out that Steve's working there cause he's their waiter and David's laughing and Steve tells them it's a bet and you know, and Nat doesn't know and don't tell him. That's real nice, Steve. Uh, I haven't mailed your check this week. Since you're here, I might as well give it to you. Thank you. So, did school go well this semester? Did school go well this semester? Yeah, I guess it did. Good. Pretty soon you have to start thinking about college. Since you certainly have enough money to go anywhere you want, all you need are the grades. I appreciate your concern, but where or if I go to college is really none of your business. Actually, it is. As your trustee, I'm responsible for your well-being. Look, Jim, you may think you can control your daughter. Hell, you may actually believe you are controlling her. You can't control me. Is that why you called this meeting? I called this meeting because I want a new trustee. I'm afraid it doesn't work that way. Hey, I can get a lawyer. Dylan, I would be happy to hand the administration of your trust over to somebody else. But the fact is, I made a commitment to your mother. And unless she decides differently, the trust is immutable. Your mother wanted some consistency in your life, some direction. What, and you're supposed to be it? Dylan, on the day you turn 21, you can take that money and you can flush it down the toilet if you want. But until then, you are stuck with me, whether you or I like it or not. Fine. Don't you ever 
ask me how it was in school, okay? So in the episode that I covered before from season two called Necessity as a Mother, uh, Iris, like, and Dylan, they can't live together. They fight all the time. So Iris decides to go back to Hawaii and she appoints Jim as Dylan's trustee. So that's why Dylan's getting checks and he's asking about financial things because he's his trustee, which causes a little riff when you're, you know, like really mad at the person. So Dylan, you know, I mean, I, I, it, it, hey, it, I mean, I probably do the same thing, except he's just going about this all wrong. Like he's really handling himself really, really, he's just being so dumb and immature about this. And Jim is just kind of like, kind of like just gloating. Cause like he knows he can't, you know, Dylan can't do anything. Dylan is stuck with him, whether, he, you know, you or I like it a lot, like, like it or not. So he has like D- Dylan he's just such he's so whiny he's such a whiny little bitch you know he just doesn't have any ground to stand on here he's not 18 and 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 that's another thing too I don't know why it's 21 because usually like when you get some kind of inheritance you have you like what you can get it when you're 18 I don't I don't understand why she made it 21 that's that's interesting I don't know but it's funny because he says it's foreshadowing again, even though I don't think the writers knew that they were going to do this in season four, but he said, you know, you can take your money, you can flush it down the toilet if you want. Well, Dylan got his money stolen by Suzanne and Kevin, you know, the people he thought was his family. Uh, so he really kind of did flush it down the toilet. He ended up getting it back, but still, it's just interesting how this is coming around right now. And I mean, I can see why Dylan went to him because there's going to be problems, you know. He's probably thinking he's not going to get his check because <laughs> he's mad at Dylan. I mean, it's so dumb. And then don't you ever ask me how school was. Like, real threatening, Dylan. Oh, and I totally forgot to mention this part. Dylan says, you know, Jim, you think you can control your, you can control your daughter? Hell, you think you are controlling her. It's like, whoa, that was like, that was savage right there. So Jim probably knew at that point that Brenda was was sneaking around. I, I think he probably knew. He's not dumb. Oh boy. So the next day is like kind of like the first day of summer, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what time we're in. I mean, it's been two months since the wedding the wedding was in May, at least in TV time, it was in May. So yeah, we're like in July, probably around the time that this um, episode aired. So why is Brandon getting a job in July? I don't know. Why wouldn't he start in June? I don't know. But we'll just say that this is July. Okay. So it's like their very first day of the summer, they're putting up all the, the chairs and you see a whole montage of people riding their bikes, bringing sand buckets, putting sunscreen on, suntan lotion on. I don't think we even used sunscreen back then. I think we used suntan lotion only. Seriously. It was not as big of a deal now then as it is now to wear sunscreen. Wear sunscreen. Sorry, I had to say it. <laughs> I love that song. Anyways, uh, Brandon is... Ugh, 
Brandon and Henry are like ogling the girls in the bikinis. He's like, you see anything you like? Brandon's like, yeah, I'll take one of those, one of those, two of those. Gross. And then Andrea comes in wearing a Beverly Hills Beach Club hat and like a shirt. And Brandon's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, he's like, oh yeah, Andrea's our new uh, daycare uh, teacher or whatever. I don't know. And Brandon's like, oh, hell no. (laughs) He's like, so then after this scene, he's like, "Uh, Henry, you didn't tell me you were hiring Andrea Zuckerman. And he's like, why? I thought you guys were friends. He's like, well, she's always like kind of liked me. And I don't want to feel guilty like if she sees me flirting with other girls. Get over yourself, Brandon. You know, and I'm trying to think of the last... I'm trying to think of what the last scene with them was in season two. I don't know. They dance at the wedding. That was about it. But yeah. But she does. She's always liked Brandon. I mean, she's always had a crush on him. So Brandon's like, oh man, this is not going to be fun. Because now I have to deal with her. And and then we get this news. Walsh. Take this to the new couple in Cabana 33, okay? No problem. Hello? Anybody home? Surprise! Surprise! (laughs) Mom! Dad! (laughs) What are you doing here? Well, we finally decided to take your advice and live a little. So we're spending the summer at the beach. Great. So now my mommy and daddy are here too. Any more surprises I should know about, Henry? No, that's it. No. <laughs> so I I forgot about a scene before that. So Jim goes into Brenda's room and Brenda's in there sulking, and he's like, "Come on, get up, get dressed. I got a surprise for you." Then he's like, "She's like, I'm not in a surprise mood, Dad." And he's like, come on, you know, it'll be fun. No, sorry, don't want to go. And he's like all offended. <coughs> so then then we get the scene with Brandon finding out his parents have a cab- cabana, right? Cabana? Cabana there. So he's like, yeah, so Brandon's like screwed because he's got Andrea there and now he's got his mommy and daddy right above him. He's like, how am I going to like, how am I going to survive this summer? too funny and then you know when I first saw this back 31 years ago when it first aired and I said oh no because Brenda and Dylan like go to the beach all the time like they're gonna get caught they're gonna get caught and I think I knew that they're gonna get caught because it was in the preview if I remember right I gotta look and see if I can find the preview and see because do you remember like the previews for shows and it's still the same they give you a lot of information like they give you a lot of spoilers and I'm pretty sure 902 was the same way um back then too so you know it this can't be good for Brandon or Brenda or Dylan all right so Henry tell this is kind of funny Henry tells Brandon hey you know go help out Mrs. whatever her name is you know she's she's on the parking lot you know she's got an armful of stuff that she needs help with so Brandon goes to the parking lot 
and the kid, the first thing I noticed that the kids are running around the car with super soakers. Remember super soakers? I think they still make them. If they do, I got to get one for Preston because he would have a ball with that thing. Uh, the big super soakers though, like this is when they first came out, I think maybe they came out a little sooner than that, but I don't know. Anyways, Brandon sees Dylan's car at the beach. Uh Oh, he's like, Oh my God, I gotta, you know, so as much as he probably wanted Brenda to get caught, he's trying to save her here, you know? And he's like going around to all the friends. Have you seen Brenda and Dylan? And Andrea, Andrea, Andrea's like, yeah, she's over there by the showers. And they're like fully making out. He has his hands like on her butt. She's in this really, really high cut bathing suit. I mean, it's hot, but it's like, wow. Like kids shouldn't see that. (laughs) I was a kid when I first saw this. So, you know, it's, it's. It's just, I don't know, it's, it's, so, anyways, I think you guys can all see where this is going. So, as you guys probably guessed, Cindy goes out to the, the deck of the veranda, the deck of the cabana, sorry, it's getting really late, it's, it's midnight here, guys, uh, the back, the deck of the cabana, and she, she's looking around, oh, wow, it's beautiful, and then she sees (coughs) Dylan and Brenda, under the shower making out and she's like oh and what it what it's interesting about this is she tr- she jim comes out and she tries to get him to go back inside like she's trying to cover for brenda still it's like she wants her she likes dylan she wants him to be together i guess but she has to go with what the husband says i mean that's kind of how it is sometimes you know when it comes to your kids trust me i know all about it so you know She's screwed. She's, they're caught red-handed, basically. And Jim says, so J- Jim, Jim eventually sees them, and he's like, you stopped, you tried to stop me from seeing this, didn't you? And I guess the surprise is on us. And it's funny because I just said a few minutes ago, or not too long ago, that he must have had some kind of inkling that they were, they were sneaking around because Dylan said that thing in the office. But he really does look surprised. So I guess he had no idea. Uh, Man, it just gets bad from here. Like, not bad, but like, good. Very, very dramatic. Very, uh, God. (laughs) She's screwed, man. She's so in trouble. (laughs) So Brandon finally finds them at the bike racks. They're making out again. And... He's like, hey, um, just a little heads up, you know, mom and dad can probably see you right now. I didn't say that, but, uh, and she's like, oh no. And Dylan's just like over this, you know, he's just like, whatever. So she's like, did you say, what'd you say to them? He's like, I didn't say anything to them. And, and, uh, Dylan says, hey, I'll go up, I'll go up there with you right now if you want me to. I mean, that's, that's nice. You know, that's commendable. And Brenda's like, no, they probably didn't even see you. (laughs) And Dylan's like, whatever, I'm done playing games. I don't blame him. So Brenda's going to handle this on her own. That's going to go great. Mom, Dad, hi. Brandon said you joined the beach club, so this is a surprise. This is great. I can't even believe that I'm here today. 
Yes, what a coincidence. Well, Kelly and Donna wanted to cheer me up. They thought they'd take me to the beach, you know, get some sun. Brenda, stop. What? I wish I could, Dad, but Kelly and I made other plans today. Dad... Why is it whenever I see the two of you together, he always has his hands all over you? And to think that you have been feeding us this entire misery routine. You have been lying to us, sneaking around for, for what, for two months now, haven't you? Haven't you? Yes. Did I raise you to be a liar? Did I? No. Brenda, I think you know I have always been sympathetic. But this deceit, this total disregard for everything your father and I have said. Where's Dylan? Didn't he have the guts to come up here and face the music? Yes, he did. I wouldn't let him. We're going home. I said let's go. Can I say something? Can I please say something? No, you cannot say something. I don't say a word. I'm finished listening to what you have to say, Brenda. Do you understand me? No, I don't understand you. I don't understand any of this. Brenda, come back here. Brenda, come back here this minute. You know, you are wrong, Dad. You've been wrong for a long time. You're wrong about me, and you're wrong about Dylan. But you're right about one thing. Dylan and I shouldn't be sneaking around. And I shouldn't have lied to you. And I'm not going to lie to you anymore. I'm in love with Dylan, Dad. He is an important part of my life. And I'm going to see him whenever and wherever I want. Brenda, I'm warning you. You walk away from me right now, things will never be the same. Oh, man. I, I am happy to say I've never had a conversation like this with my dad before. <laughs> uh, I didn't have a boyfriend in high school, though, who, you know, was bad for me. <clears throat> so I think that Brenda is in the wrong, of course. But I think that the parents are overreacting just a little, you know, like, dude, they had every right to be pissed that she went down to Mexico without their permission. But this is just kind of like, didn't they, weren't they wondering like what she was doing all summer? Like really, you know, I, I just find it hard to believe that they didn't know this was going on. It's just my personal opinion. Um, and of course, you know, this whole argument, everybody's looking at them. <laughs> Brenda's causing a scene because she's a drama queen, which is why I love her so much. But it is a little dramatic, you know, and she's, she's like, what she's, what's that word? She's confessing her love for her man, you know, not confess, the confessing is not the right word. I don't know, but proclaiming her love. That's what I meant to say. Proclaiming her love for her man, you know, she's standing up for herself, which is what I would do too, probably. Um, you, you know, it's always been a sore subject with Dylan and her dad. Like they, he's never really liked him, you know, and because his dad like, you know, was a pr criminal, went to prison and he was an alcoholic, you know, they just, I don't know, there's just, there's always been some kind of, some bad blood there. So, but, but Cindy has always liked, like Dylan, and she's honestly just over it too. She's just like, okay, I, you know, Jim's right, you know, this is not okay what she's doing to us. She, she's totally just, 
what's the word? Um, I don't know. I, I, like I said, I think that they're just, you know, parents can be blind sometimes. And I think that they were very blind with this. They just thought what they said went and Brenda wasn't gonna, you know, uh, she, she wasn't gonna, she was, she was gonna obey them and not, and not, you know, do what she wanted to do. I mean, but it's Brenda. Brenda is very, very assertive and bossy and yeah. So, it doesn't surprise me in the least that, that uh, you know, that she stood up for herself and that she did sneak around with Dylan. So where to go from here? So the next scene's at the Peach Pit and they're, the friends are all talking about how loud Mr. Walsh was and how the whole beach club heard him yelling and, whoa, poor Brenda, poor Brenda. And uh, Steve is working and he's spilling water all over them because he doesn't know how to be a waiter. <laughs> and um Brandon Brandon comes and sits with them and if Steve hands Brandon a soda and it's like no ice there's no ice in this soda and I'm I'm sorry like I cannot drink soda without ice unless it's like in a cold can but this is like in a you know like a a glass with no ice and I remember on Saved by the Bell they never had ice in their glasses either. I don't know why I remember this stupid fact, but they didn't. Anyways, Brandon says, uh, they're like, well, how is it at home? And Brandon's like, I'm kind of scared to go home, to be honest with you. I haven't been home yet. And um, they're just kind of laughing, you know, like, oh, Brenda got caught. And then Andrea says something really, like, interesting. She says, did you guys ever think that maybe she wanted to be caught? And nobody elaborates on this. It just cuts to another scene, like another scene. And it's a good point. I mean, when you lie and you sneak around for two months and it's got to be tiring, it's got to be stressful. You know, you would think that, yeah, maybe that's right. Maybe she did want to get caught. Um, maybe she wanted her parents to know that she's been sneaking around with him to know how serious she is about him. I don't know. So then a guy walks in and it's Peter Kraus, the guy who played, oh God, what was his name? Nate on, um, oh my gosh. Six Feet Under. Good show, by the way. Very good show. Um, he's, wear, he's wearing like a denim jacket. He is very dressed up, very 90s. And he's looking for Andrea because they have a date. And Brandon, and right before this, by the way, Brandon and Steve are, uh, and they're all sitting at the table. Steve's on the break and Andrea asks Brandon if she can take him, start taking him to work because, you know, he goes to work around the same time. And he's like, yeah, no problem. And then Steve's like, maybe you could take her home too. And, you know, he's trying to, like, he knows that there's, like, a attraction there, you know, on both, I think on both sides, too. And, um, but Brandon would, like, never admit it, you know. But he, he, uh, so after, you know, after they talk about that, then the boyfriend walks in and Brandon's like, who the heck is that? So now he's like, oh, wow, I don't have to worry about this anymore. She has a boyfriend, you know. So, surprise on Brandon. <laughs> and then... A reference to Batman Returns comes up, which I was just talking about earlier. She's like, we're probably, they're going to the go see that movie. And she's like, we're probably the last ones who haven't seen Batman Returns. No, Andrea, I haven't seen it either. And I, and we're 31 years later and I still haven't seen it. So I don't think I've seen that one. Anyways, uh, Brandon's kind of like checking this guy out, like, hmm, you know, kind of sizing him up, 
because he's he's jelly so then we go to the walsh house and cindy notices that brenda took all her stuff i wonder where she went hmm so uh jim says well we at least we know where she went and cindy's like well i'm gonna call i'm gonna call over there and jim's like nope i'm going over there i'm like oh shit so (coughs) then we get brenda arriving at dylan's doorstep with her suitcases he's like what's going on and she's like yeah i left home uh you're right i can't keep sneaking around with you you know if they don't approve of what did she say if they don't approve of my the my life then they don't have to see me live it or something i don't know what the hell she said something like that and dylan's just like oh god i mean he's already in so much shit with with jim at this point now he's going to be in so much more so then we're back to the peach pit with this whole steve waiter storyline crap and that uh gets steve in the back to help him with something and then he comes up to talk to brandon and he's like i gotta fire steve <laughs> It's just so funny. I mean, yeah, you got to fire Steve. I mean, it, it it's funny that, uh, like, Steve was only planning to work for a week there, you know? And he thinks he's doing great. He thinks he's like, oh, yeah, Nat loves me. Nope. So it's just this dumb storyline in this episode, and then it's never talked about again. So what did you tell him exactly? Well, I didn't tell them anything. They weren't home, so I just left. Dylan? I don't want to see him. Friend. Look, Dylan, please, let me stay. Let me in, Dylan. Don't make me go back. I can't. Where is she? She doesn't want to see you. That's too bad. You tell her to get her things and come out here. I'm sorry, I can't do that. I'm not leaving, Daddy. You get your bags, young lady. We're going home. No. Not until you accept Dylan as part of my life. We'll talk about it at home. It's not good enough. I'm not leaving without my daughter. It's between you and Brenda. This is my house. I have to ask you to leave. Brenda, you come out here right now. So what are you going to do? You're going to go down and drag her out, kicking and screaming? That's what this has come to. Dylan, whatever this has come to, it hasn't come to that. It's getting serious here. So what happens in the next episode, because we're almost to the end here, what happens in the next episode is pretty pretty ballsy of Jim and savage. So basically he tells Dylan, you know, you're living with a minor and it's considered statutory rape, basically. And he's like, what? And like those words like freak Dylan out. And then he says, basically, if you don't convince her, to come home, you know, you could get, we, we, we could have you arrested. I mean, it's, it gets like crazy. It's crazy. 
So Dylan actually kind of gets scared, you know, kind of like, oh, shit, he's, he's being serious, you know. But in that last clip, just um, I don't really know what Jim was trying to say there. Like, whatever this has come to, it hasn't come to that. You know, just it's it's gotten bad, but it hasn't gotten that bad, I guess. But, dude, I mean, I I don't know. She's like almost 18, so it's like, what do you do in this situation, you know? Ugh. But um, anyways, I mean, Dylan just kind of, he doesn't want her there. You can tell he doesn't want her there. And in the next episode, you can really tell he doesn't want her there. Because he's basically, you know, his place is too small. And she's just nagging and she's trying to be like, they're, they're playing house. And he doesn't want to play house. Because Dylan likes his own space. Just like me. I like my own space too. Kind of hard when you're married with a kid, but I do get my space sometimes. So the next scene, David and Kelly, it's at Dave, uh, Kelly's house, and David and Kelly are talking, and David said, we walked in on Donna's parents doing it, or half naked, or I don't remember, what, what something like that, and she's like, oh, I guess that Donna doesn't need to worry about this anymore, and she can go to Paris with me, and then uh, Jackie comes in, and she says she's in labor, and of course, it's like the, the TV trope, like, oh my god, what are we going to do? Oh my gosh, oh my god, we got to get to the hospital, we got to get you there, you know, panic mode sets in. I've never been in labor because I had a C-section, but I mean, it's not like that anymore. You know, <laughs> you have a lot of time usually to get to the hospital, but that, you know, so, uh, so ja uh, Jackie's going into labor. Donna's parents are back together. Brenda moved in with Dylan. So the next scene, uh, Cindy is in Brenda's room, sitting on her bed, crying, holding Mr. Pony. You guys remember Mr. Pony? Mr. Pony made an appearance in the robbery episode. Uh, what was that called? I really don't remember. Hmm. I really should know this. But anyways, um, Cindy's like, I don't want to lose her, Jim. He's like, we're not going to lose her. I mean, <laughs> if they wanted to lose her, I mean, she would have already gone, you know, off to a foreign country with him by now or something. You know, she's, she's not going anywhere. She wants to go home. She's just trying to make a statement at this point, I think. Like, make a, like, a make, make a point, you know. Hey, what's going on? Where's Brent? Where do you think? What? She moved out. To Dylan's. And you let her? <laughs> oh, we didn't have much choice. Didn't think it would come to this. None of us did. So, uh, what are you going to do? I don't know. Do you have any suggestions? Well, uh, for starters, I think you two should really look at this situation a little differently. I tried not to get involved. I didn't want to. But I got to tell you, I think most of your problems with Dylan don't really have that much to do with Dylan. I think your problems with Dylan don't really have that much to do with Dylan. So what does that mean? Does that mean that there was problems before Dylan came around with the, with the parents and this is just Brenda just lashing out? Like, what does that mean exactly? It's a good point. It's a good, it's interesting, you know, 
it's an interesting thought. (laughs) So, um, basically like Brenda runs a show. Dylan hadn't, he, he didn't really have anything to do with anything. I mean, he thought that her parents had let her, her, he thought that her parents said she could go to Mexico. He didn't know she snuck off. And the only thing he did wrong was sneak around with her knowing that it was wrong and knowing that, you know, that she was lying to her parents. And then also, like, he didn't want her to come move in with him. It's all her. This is all Brenda. You coming to bed? In a minute. What's wrong? I can't sleep with you tonight. Why not? Because I'm going to lie there. I'm going to close my eyes and all I'm going to see are my parents watching me. Brenda. Zach, I can't get away from them. I feel so guilty for leaving. It must be killing them. It's okay. I just sleep out here. You need to get some rest. Sorry, I feel like such a little kid. Don't worry about it. I love you. I love you too. Now go on, get to bed. That's an interesting, it's an interesting turn of events because this, I was watching this kind of sad because this is kind of like the beginning of the end for them, honestly, because the next episode they're fighting the whole time. And then she does end up going off to Paris and the parents, it's kind of a strange, Brenda says something like, you know, this is so Beverly Hills. I can't believe I'm in the same room with you people because, and she's, and she's right because the parents basically bribe her to go to Paris so they can have some room so she can get away from Dylan, basically. She's like, this is just a way of keeping me from Dylan. And, like, so instead of, like, and I always thought it was strange, like, instead of getting punished, you're going to get rewarded, you know? You're getting rewarded because they bought her Paris ticket and and they literally tell her, like, two days in advance, you know, because Kelly decides she doesn't want to go. Because she wants to stay home with the new baby. And that's when they get together. She gets together with Dylan. So it's an interesting summer. David also gets together with Nikki. Um, everybody cheats. Brenda cheats. Dylan cheats. David cheats. Ugh. It's, it's an interesting summer for sure. So, you know, basically she says, like, I love you. And he says, I love you too. And it, you, you can't even, you can't really see it anymore with him. You know what I mean? 
he's just kind of like, okay, I love you too, you know. And Brenda might even, might be wondering, is it worth this? Is it worth it to lose my family over him, you know? So it's kind of an interesting ending, and they both just look, both just look miserable. And I always thought that was weird. I'm going to lie there. I'm going to close my eyes, and I'm going to see my parents watching me. Ew. I hope she's just talking about sleeping and not doing it. But gross. Whatever it is, it's gross. So that's the end. Um, basically, that's the end of Brenda and Dylan. Most, you know, coming up here. Pretty, you know, I did the episode. I did the episode where he tells Brenda that, that he and Kelly, you know, had an affair over the summer. Um, that was hard. That was a hard one. But yeah, I mean, you can tell like right here, this is just the beginning of the end. It really is. Um, anyways, uh, I think I basically just told you like what happens the rest of the summer. Um, Dylan's dad, he, I think he's up for parole and he gets denied, but Dylan has to like write a letter and he goes and visits him in jail. And, uh, what else happens? Brandon, uh, Brandon like goes after Andrea because you know, he just can't see her with any, he, he can't see anybody else with her. He, he doesn't like that idea. So, so it's an interesting summer. There's lots of, lots of stuff going on. Um, anyways, uh, next time I'm going to be doing, um, I think I'm going to be doing the Sopranos Whitecaps. It's a good, good episode. Um, everybody, uh, you can follow me on Facebook at when TV was great podcast. I really am going to try to get something more consistent for you guys. I'm trying to work on a schedule at least once every two weeks. I've literally been averaging like once a month, and it's, i got to do better than this. Um, I'm also going to be doing, coming up here probably in, well, it already is July. Uh, maybe like in the next couple weeks, I'm going to be doing a Married to Children episode with uh, my, you know, my, my, my uh, co-host Stefan and Steven. <laughs> Stefan and Steven. That's not confusing. Um, we're going to be doing Poppies by the Tree, which is an episode that I've never really been a big fan of, but they love it, and I'm going to give it another chance. And they're going to be on my podcast, and I, we're, we're working out the details for that one right now. But um, everybody have a good 4th of July. Um, watch The Curious Case of Natalie Grace. Really good. And... Be safe. Don't blow off your hand with fireworks. (laughs) And I'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening. Love ya.